Tonight on the Big Footy Podcast, we talk all about the latest decisions out of AFL House. We talk about retirements. We talk about the fallout from the Essendon penalties decisions. And we talk about the permutations for the finals as a result of that. All that and more coming right up. Well, that sounds really nice. Gentlemen, welcome to the Big Footy Podcast. I am, of course, the Wookie, and we're here for another week with our usual gang of uh, folks. Uh, Messenger. Good evening. Uh, the Old Dark Navies. Hi, everybody. Uh, the Prosecutor. Cheers, boys. What's going on? And SM rejoins us again this week in the absence of others. Hello, all. <laughs> what's what's the, going the on? The super Carson? sub. That's what he is. <laughs> SM is the super sub. So, uh... Guys, it's it's been a relatively quiet week in football. Nothing's really happened. Um, Why are we even here? Uh, just you know, run of the mill matches. You know, no no you know, Gold Coast lost to St Kilda, uh, despite Messenger tipping otherwise. Um, it's a it's a point of shame with you know, me. I haven't lived it down all week. Another, another day older, another day wiser, as they say. So let's move uh, straight on to the finals. Perhaps no, all right, we've got some news to talk about, and. <laughs> Some big, some big news coming out of uh, HQ today. Before we get to the obvious stuff, uh, there'll be some changes to the fixture for 2014. Uh, there'll be 25 rounds. All clubs will get two buys. The season will start on March the 14th and will be a split round. And the matches, the five double-up matches that all clubs get, there will be a formalised waiting system which will determine uh, who gets Finally. to play in what. Uh, in other words, Hawthorne will get all the difficult ones, is that uh, it? Yeah, and they'll all be at Eddie Hat or something. But, uh, yeah, no, probably, it, yeah. It runs, according to the AFL, it says this. Sides ranked 1 to 6 on the ladder will have a minimum of two double meetings with other top six sides and a maximum of three meetings with sides ranked 1 to 6. They'll have a minimum of one double meeting of sides ranked 7 to 12 and a maximum of two double meetings of sides in the 7 to 12 range. They will either have no double meetings or a maximum of one double meeting with a side rank 13 to 18. So, no double ups. If you finish high up on the ladder, no double ups against, uh, you know, Gold Coast and GWS. Is, is that basically a contingency, though, for the Swans, I guess? Is that why they've said a maximum of one double meeting? I don't yes. think it affects derbies. Okay. Um, there's some qualifiers down the bottom that say well, it will. It, it's got to accommodate derbies and showdowns and Q clashes and major blockbusters as well. So right, okay. the Swans will still get their double against GWS so, so and their double against Gold Coast. Yeah. So no, well, we don't play Gold Coast twice. Yeah. We St Kilda or someone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, as long as it's fair. Yeah. So, so, so you're trying to tell me that Essendon are going to get an easier draw now because of the week's events? Well, probably not because they're going to still get their double ups against Carlton and Essendon. Uh, against Carlton and Collingwood. Yeah, well, we won't, we and won't Richard. talk about... <laughs> and, uh, Richard... Well, we've already lost our game against ourselves this year. Well, uh, <laughs> so it goes on, sides rank 7 oh, to 12. I always thought you were playing with yourselves. It goes on, sides rank 7 to 12 on the ladder will have a minimum of one double meeting with sides rank 1 to 6 and a minimum of two meetings with sides rank 1 to 6 and vice, uh, and the same for teams that finish uh, seven, uh, 13 to 18. So you finish in the middle, you're going to get either either end of the stick really sides ranked 13 to 18 will either have no double meetings with teams uh, ranked 1 to 6 or they'll have like one match so um, really you're always going to get one of these teams in the 7 to 13 range leaping up each season pretty much yeah pretty much uh, on the back of a draw like a la North Melbourne big uh, hello to big hello to our mate uh, <laughs> door of perception uh, yes and he's meeting with people um bill kelty. <laughs> bill kelty 
<laughs> of course. Uh, the weighting of uh, second-time matchups for clubs enables the AFL to better deal with the key requirement of equality, as well as continuing to ensure that our venue obligations and broadcast obligations can be met, according to Mr. Lethleen. Uh, retaining a preset fixture for each season uh, ahead rather than refixturing the final rounds of the season after all clubs have played each other once across 17 rounds better enables the AFL to manage travel loads of the non-Victorian clubs in particular and ensure that key games such as derbies, showdowns, queue clashes and major blockbusters can be accommodated twice in a season. So, not a lot's going to change if you're like a Carlton or an Essendon or a Collingwood. Um, everyone will still get their derbies. It's just teams like North Melbourne and the Bulldogs and, you know, who won't get those really difficult, you know, games against top eight sides all year round. So how many matches will there actually be? Is it going to be 23? Is no, that it's right? going to stay at 22, apparently. They, they, saw, oh, right. they saw no reason to change the number of matches played. There'll just be two buys per team. So, um, so we're going to have, what, six rounds where there's only six games instead of three rounds where there's six games. So, mm. um, I don't like, we look, I don't like the boy. We look forward to half the season being very boring. In other news, in other news, the interchange cap has been bought in officially at 120 per match next season, not including quarter and half time breaks. All the substitute. So all this, yep. So you could conceivably have you know 130, 135 uh, interchanges over the course of a game. And finally, uh, retirements. Stephen Milne, Jude Bolton and Andrew Embley have all announced retirements. Dustin Fletcher will not be retiring. He'll be going on, um, as will Boomer Harvey. So, yeah. That's that's uh, that's the less obvious news that's come out of HQ today. We, we've also got a, a rep game instead of the NAB Cup. Yeah, and uh, the, where the NAB Cup Grand Final used to be, the AFL's putting on what it refers to as a pinnacle match. Um, which basically means they haven't decided what it's going to be yet. Whether it'll be an all-star game, whether it'll be an origin-type thing, whether it'll be the AFL, you know, all-stars versus the Aboriginal all-stars. All these things have been mooted in the past. Um, Please no Indigenous game. Please no. Well, if they can send the Indigenous team to Ireland to represent, uh, you know, Australia, they can, you know... There are worse things they could do. Well, not by much. Well, just, it's just another opportunity to ping a hamstring in a meaningless game on a rock hard ground. Just stop. Just play a few pracky matches and be over with it. Well, you could ping a hamstring in a pracky match. I mean, well, exactly. I'd rather they do it that in, a, in the club colours than in some <laughs> Why don't bloody they just... confection that somebody's created and it's a meaningless load of shit games. Why don't they just... Just because Cyril has problems, soft tissue injuries. <laughs> I, I imagine about Cyril, with, Cyril with withdraw with a, la, a nasty case of croup or something in the lead up to that. Well, probably caught it off some of his supporters getting a little bit too close. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, I, th- wow. I, th- I, th- wow. I thought he might come up with salmonella from chicken wing poisoning. Says the Carlton fan. Yeah. Hey, hey. We did our time, we did our crime, Surioli is exactly. out there every we, week. We might, we might be arseholes, but we pay our penalties. That's right. We do do our penalties. <laughs> There's no going to court for us anymore. So I'm, pretty clear, I'm pretty clear the match review panel said there was no case to answer. I'm pretty sure the match review panel's full of crap. Anyway. I think they've said that about <laughs> three or four times now, haven't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. every, every time, time it gets it's, it's, money, it's money well spent. And by the way, you just with the early start of the season... That'll surely affect the um, the cricketers, won't it? How do you feel about that? I think it's uh, as long as it's done properly and properly negotiated. I think it'll be fine. There'll be, there'll be no ground sharing arrangements, or we have to get shuffled off to the country because cricket's still using the grounds. Well, and we should reserve. I think the MCG should be reserved for the Shield final, don't you, Wook? It's a big game, very important. Mm-hmm. And on to Essendon, and uh, big <laughs> oh, you bastards! Big news, um, big news this week. Of course, uh, Essendon faced the uh, commission yesterday, and have been fined two million dollars. It's not funny. Um, Essendon have been fined two million dollars. Danny Corcoran has been suspended for six months, with two of those suspended, so in effect, a four-month suspension. Um, uh, Mark Thompson was fined thirty grand, and he's not happy about it. And James Hurd was suspended for 12 months, after which uh, Essendon have extended his contract through to the end of 2016. Way to go there, Bombers. 
and Reid will appear before a commission hearing tomorrow after not being able to come to an agreement. Um, Essendon has also lost first and second round draft picks for two years. We'll get a pick at the end of the second round in 2014. First. First. No, second round. First. No, I'm winning the AFL website now. No, it's after it's after the first round, um, after priority picks and all that oh, sort of stuff. The start of second. Well, and they can trade back into the earlier rounds in both years anyway. So, so, prosecutor, over to you, mate. How do um how do you uh, interpret these penalties, and how is it going to affect uh, the club, if at all? Oh well, to be honest, I'm I'm just happy the deal's got done. I mean, the penalties on the surface of it, considering what they could be. Um, if prolonged action was taken, they're pretty reasonable. I mean, um, we don't get to play finals, but on the other side of it, we don't finish last and don't, we don't lose our points. Uh, with the draft picks, we lose, well, we obviously we lose the draft picks, but we're obviously able to um, still trade in and we've got the, uh, I'd say, a charity pick in the after the first round of 2014. Uh, fine, fine is manageable. Um, heard gone for 12 months, beauty, go away, have a rest, try someone else. Uh, that doesn't bother <laughs> me too much. Try someone uh, else. Oh, I'm, I'm happy for um, Simon Goodwin to have a go at it. Um, Mark Thompson, thir- I, don't see, I don't see why Mark Thompson's been fined $30,000. I mean, that's such an insignificant amount for what they were accusing him of. And especially for someone who's wealthy as he is it's just i don't know it just seems insignificant um danny corcoran don't really give a shit about um and hopefully i'm hoping uh dr reed is has his uh case dismissed but that probably won't happen so we'll see what happens with him before commenting on that apart from that um i guess the main thing is just um rebuilding the trust between the club and supporters and forging ahead for 2014 and awaiting any potential word from Asada or Mwata. Yeah, so now, sorry, now, Wookie, you can straighten this out for me because you're on top of this stuff. Paul Little was adamant that he didn't think, or he, he was quite certain that there would be no infraction notices issued by Asada. Yep. Is that is that even close to the truth? Um. It's not yet. Uh, we just don't know. We don't know what Asada are doing. We don't know what additional evidence Asada have. We do know that Paul Little told the press that the penalties were based solely on management Which and is gov- true. management and governance issues. They did not, uh, at any stage, factor into any drug charges. So that's what Little told the press yesterday. We can only take his word for that. Um, the commission hasn't. The commission has outright said the investigations go on. So the penalties aren't over; they just they're on. They they may eventuate in the future. Drug charges may be levelled at some other point once Asada table its report. Do we re- do we really think that though? I mean, isn't it just player infractions that can come out of it now? There's nothing else. No, well, like, yeah, pretty much. I don't think the AFL is going to double dip on this. No, no, look, no I, I don't think they will. It, it depends. I, I, I don't care about their wording. Um, that that was just part of the deal. They, they wanted the wording changed because they don't want to be called uh, drug sheets, and it doesn't matter because they will be regardless, and we all know that. See where I think. See what I think. Um, Essen have done to cover their ass against any potential second charges. They included. I think uh, included was the thing that you know they can't. Essen can't guarantee that substances weren't uh, administered that were illegal. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, so I think I think they've done that catchalls in you know we don't know what's happened yet, but we're charging on the basis that it could have happened as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the fact that you that there are things that you should know and you don't know, and and that is that is evidence of of you know poor structures or governance, which is a new buzzword in this. But yeah, there are things that you should know, whether you're directly responsible for them or not. And, and if you don't know them, then yeah, there are penalties attached. Now, yeah, what so. I want to know, what, what I want to ask is, I've heard rumours that the players might be able to either rewrite their contracts or even tear them up altogether due to the OHS implications that 
you know, Essendon's not a safe workplace for them. Is there is there much truth to that? As in they could sever their contracts? Yeah, because of um, the fact that they've been given these, you know, not fit for human consumption drugs, allegedly. Look, or not. look, if there was probably, you know, they could go down the legal avenue and probably get that done, but I think if any player genuinely wanted out, then Essendon would look to accommodate them. Um, having said that, from what we've been told, most of the key players that we want to keep are going to sign on, and there's no one really who is who has signed on who's been who feels um out of oh who's not happy with the things at the moment. Oh, so yeah, there's no there's no suggestion so far that anyone would take up any such action. But I mean. The only person I could think of would be a Leroy Jetta or someone like that who really isn't getting opportunities anyway. However, yeah, Essendon will probably accommodate them in any trade they want to do anyway. They're all they're all in it together though, aren't they? So it's probably the safest place for them right now because there are still those unknowns. So heading off somewhere else where you know if you get hit later on, you're kind of on your own. You're a little bit isolated from your old your mates at Essendon. So at least if they if if there are any infractions, they're there together. They're going to keep getting paid. They're still going to get support from Essendon, whereas they might not get support at, at a new club they go to, especially from the supporters who, you know, have been judging them all this time. So it, I can understand why the ones who are guaranteed to get games and the, the nucleus of your side would stay there at least for this contract anyway, at least for the next two years. I guess so, but I just still can't... I can't understand the logic for some of them. I, I, I can kind of understand what you're saying, but the, the club's kind of being thrown through the mud in all of this and that players are still going to come out and be prepared to be associated with it is still sort of amusing they're to always me, gonna but... they're always going to be associated with it though oh, yeah but you... at least if they got a new beginning somewhere else they could kind of put it behind them oh look you what you i mean every club's got to delist list players now if there was something if, it, if there's information out there that the players know that hasn't been revealed uh sooner or later like a kyle remus but uh, anybody else, uh, once once their career is over, people start talking. So uh, I, I, now's not that time, but in the future, um, I, I can see where they, you know, there will be a, a few little risks developing and parting of the ways, if you like. All right, just getting back to the new beginning thing that someone said just before. I'm not sure that Essendon see it like that. I mean, Paul Little said it was all about the new beginning stuff last night. No, there's absolutely no indication whatsoever that that's how Essendon are thinking as of, like, almost immediately after. Thompson was blaming the AFL, saying that the AFL should have intervened, that it's the AFL, partly, you know, at least partly the AFL's fault. Heard's on uh, TV this morning doing his press conference basically saying he didn't do anything wrong. In fact, not only did he basically say it, he said he didn't do anything wrong and that the charges against him were dropped. Essendon immediately announced that they've signed him for another two years. There's nothing about this that says new beginning to me. There is nothing yeah. about this that says anyone learned anything. Yeah. Other no, than, oh shit, we got right. caught, we better not do that again. There's yeah. nothing about this that tells me anyone learned anything out of this other than, okay, we got hit but we didn't get that hard, let's just, you know, keep going. Does anybody think that Heard negotiated that deal for himself and Essendon might not have gone through it, except that he was the last holdout and they had to they had to throw him that bone? I mean, they they needed those they needed it taken care of, or it could have been a lot worse if it wasn't. Um, so they they gave him what he wanted to uh, to make it over, to make it go away. I think the, I think the club sat when the clubs met last week. I think the club sat little down and little realised that he had no support anywhere else outside of Essendon, and that's when they went. They said to her, "We've got to settle this. We must settle this." And that's yeah. when it got settled. I, I, I think there was absolutely no point once and once Essendon decided to settle, Heard had to settle because he couldn't he couldn't very well go to court and say, "Well, this is all unjust," even though my club and everyone else has signed off on it. Um, I'm still out here on my own. Well, Bruce Reed took the, the decision that he wasn't going to. Yeah, but Reed's situation. Yeah, but he's got other yeah. interests he has to look after. Re- Reed's situation oh, is vastly different. He's got medical association issues he has to worry about as well that come out of and this. He's got, he absolutely has, and he's also he's got his medical registration to consider and yeah. all that sort of business. I guess my I- I question is from the AFL's perspective: What was the bigger impetus for them to settle, negotiate a settlement rather than simply say, "Here's your punishment, stick it." 
No one I mean, wants, no was one it wants the, to go to Was court. it the prospect of Essendon playing finals or was it the prospect of going to the Supreme Court? I think Probably that, a bit of both. I think, yeah, it is absolutely both. Uh, you don't want a tainted final series. It, whatever comes out afterward, you don't want to have to go back and go, oh, shit, we have to take the points off them or we have to take the premiership off someone. You don't want to have to do what Melbourne Storm had to have done to them. And you don't want yeah. to go to court. The clubs were quite clear that it had to be settled outside. And the- see, I don't, see, I don't understand this. I mean, they could have easily... This, this whole confection of making them finish ninth and not vacating any of their results, it, I don't understand why they would do that when they could, they've taken the draft picks off them already. Why can't they just simply vacate their results and have them finish 0-22? I think, that, the... I think that was part of the deal in the end, to get yeah. it over the line quickly, was that they couldn't finish on the bottom. Essendon didn't want another spoon. They haven't won a wooden spoon since 1933. They didn't want that. But, you know, so... The AFL didn't want them in the finals. Essendon didn't want the spoon. Having them finish yeah. ninth, whatever happens this week, was pretty much a compromise. And ultimately, it doesn't really matter much no. of anything, does it? No. It does, it does affect them negatively to a point. You know, everyone wanted to see them on the bottom for a bit of a laugh, perhaps, but, um, you know, whether they deserved it or not. But um, ultimately, their third-round pick and their fourth-round pick is going to be taken as a ninth-ranked team, not as, a, not as an 18th-ranked team. So they do drop further down the lower, the lower rounds in the draft. The, and I think the first the... pick's around about in the, it's in the mid-30s now or something like that. Probably around forty odd. Well, if they if they draft people, they might they'll have to end up doing what Carlton did in uh, in um, two thousand and three when they had to start picking people at like level sixty five and seventy after everyone else had finished. Having yeah. said that, drafting's got to such a point though where you know you can find your um, mature age recruits and you can find those sort of diamonds in the rough more consistently than you could in two thousand and one and two thousand and two. Oh yeah. Yeah, but also Essendon, Essendon's list is in much better shape than, say, Carlton's Yeah, exactly. Too. That I 2 exactly. Carlton list was already on the slide and they were excluded from the entire draft, not just the first two rounds. I think that's, so what, they were, that's what Carlton, and, yeah. people who are complaining about this, overlook as well. The penalties that were levelled at Carlton were far too severe in terms of the club's survival afterward. And the AFL was pretty much determined after that to make sure that that kind of penalty doesn't impact a club to the same extent ever again. So Essendon have to had to, had to have a penalty that was commensurate with their means and their list. And I, I think they got I think they got I, they still got hit with the biggest fine ever levelled at a club ever. It, it, it's it, it's still a two million dollar fine any way you look at it. And it's got to be paid over three years. Like the AFL set their deadlines and whatnot on it. It's eight hundred thousand this year, eight hundred thousand next year, and four hundred thousand year after. Oh, oh, they they'll, be lining, they'll be lining up down Napier Street to pay that. But they still have to pay it. Like it doesn't. It, it's not the AFL's fault that they've got members who will pay it. Sure. It, but like, but it, I think the monetary. I think the monetary side of things is the very least of the punishment. Well, absolutely. The very but least. I don't think draft picks is as big a penalty as people seem to think either. But it's all the AFL can do. The AFL kicked them out of the finals. That's a bit of a blow. That's a blow. Yeah. But it's it's you know it doesn't matter what they do this week against Richmond. They're not going to make the finals. They'll still get the win recorded if they win. It's not exactly a dead rubber. But they're not going to make the finals. They're not going to play finals. They're not going to get draft picks. They're not. They have to pay a big fine. They've lost almost everyone at the top of the club. Yeah. Across this, I think they've had a fair penalty. Whatever Carlton people think, and whatever Essendon people think about this being a Mike Fitzpatrick thing, it's it, I, I don't think that's the case either. No, no, no. I think there's a lot of irony in it, but um, it's it, it's it's nothing to do with Fitzpatrick getting revenge for 2002 or anything like that. Yeah. Although, no, it, it'd it be nice to, to think it just it was. had to reflect the severity of what occurred, and yep. I believe. Um, you know, it could have been more severe, but I still believe it's done that. It's reflected that this is probably the worst instance of, of a club doing the wrong thing in AFL history. You know, um, and we, I, I don't even compare it to the Carlton. You know, the Carlton one was it was was pretty bad, but look, getting kicked out of the finals is unprecedented. Yeah. Okay, so you, no teams, no teams ever been shuffled out of the finals no. before. Um, yeah. So that in itself 
is is massive. And people are saying, oh, look, they probably wouldn't have wouldn't have lasted beyond round one anyway, and stuff like that in the finals. It's not the point. Yeah, that's that's humiliating. It's the, it's uh, also like the Carlton thing was over and done in a month. Yeah. As well, this Essendon thing has dragged on since February. The club has been, for for better or worse, and whether it's their own fault or not, they have been through a crapload of bad press. There's a there's a there's a huge reputational issue that they suffer as a result of this. And like as Carlton people will tell you, this is going to go for a long time. People aren't going to forget. Like uh, you're going to hear you're going to hear about being drug cheats pretty much forever now. That's that's how football. That's how the football public. Think. It's like Carlton and tanking. It's like yep. Melbourne and tanking is going to be. It's yep. how it, it's how it works. That's how people think. And so Essendon aren't going to get off this lightly. No, no. There's, all, there's a compounding collateral damage right throughout the years. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, I, I, sorry, go across. You go. No, I was just going to ask. Then I mean, talking about the the severity of the penalties. Um, someone made a thread on the main board about it compared to the Adelaide penalties and apart from being kicked out of finals you could almost argue that the Essendon and Adelaide penalties are relatively similar um, so then would my question I guess is do we reckon that the Adelaide penalties were too harsh or that the Essendon ones were kind of lenient I wouldn't say that was that similar at all to be honest Adelaide I mean in terms of draft picks in draft picks but that's such a yeah but Adelaide it, volunteered their penalty and plus um Draft picks is just a segment of Essendon's punishment. So to say, because I, I see some people have been saying that, um, you know, Adelaide got the harsh punishment and all that sort of stuff. But I mean, they're just looking at that for draft picks. And, um, you know, there's I mean, no I mean, finals. You say, there's you say, you the loss of nearly pick. all our senior um, personnel. Fine, well, they, but... they had suspensions longer than, you know, the, I, I don't think the AFL can blame Essendon. The people that stood down in Essendon stood down of their own volition or were sacked by the club or whatever. So yeah, that's not part of their penalties. I'm not saying it's part of the penalties, but it's you know collateral damage for the whole saga. I think it alleviated the punishment, though, guy. Uh, in terms of them, sta- if they hadn't stood down, there would have been extra punishment for the people that stood down. You can't penalise people once they've quit. They've already gone. <laughs> like there's no like, oh, you've gone. We're going to suspend you for a year, but I've already left. That's outside the AFL's remit. With the, the AFL can um, ban people from a for a time period, can't uh, they, though, once well, they've left the game? Yes, you can, but what's the point when you've retired? Look, yeah. the Adelaide thing is different. The Adelaide thing was salary cap based. They gave up their points on their own. They had absolute, yes. they had absolute documented intent to cheat the salary cap. Yeah. Like, there was no question about it. That was... They only gave, they only gave up a year's worth of Draft picks. So That's the right. AFL took the second year. Well, you've got to take something. Yeah, I think two years is like the standard thing they have on the AFL dartboard for penalties. You know. Another thing to consider with Adelaide is that Carlton were punished so severely for salary cap cheating that no team should have done. The, the AFL made an example out of us. The fact that another team went there uh, a decade later uh, is just defies belief. So. It's more how the how the hell did you not get that message from what happened to Carlton? Um, whereas nobody's done what Essendon have done with supplements things. So there's no real there's no real precedent or you know you've been warned kind of thing. Um, to, to, I would to... suggest that I would suggest that the lesson they learnt from Carlton was that the crime is getting caught. Yeah, yeah. That, that's I mean ultimately that's if you're looking for an advantage. Um, whether it be third-party deals or employing the dad as a recruiter or, or whatever, there's Set, ways and means. And, yeah, setting and, and up and a so fake really, cleaning yeah. company that does no cleaning and has no... And, and, and I wonder where James Herb, which what, what job James Herb will have next year, whether he'll be a PR spokesman for Toll Holdings at $900,000 a year or... He'll go to a stockbroking job for ten hours a week with his put his feet on the desk or something like or that. Or he could go. Oh, he'd probably go to his own business with Jemba, or yeah. you know, or he'll go overseas. I'd say he'd probably go overseas to be honest. Do, but, do, yeah. do, do some study overseas. You come back. There'd be absolutely yeah. no need to prop James Heard up. If they if Essendon propped him up in some way over that twelve months, then it shows that maybe Heard's got a lot of dirt on the club. Um, and uh, um, you know they need the, to look after him. I don't know. The thing is, the thing is as well that since his contract's been renewed for for a further two years, 
surely if they if they really needed to, they could essentially pay him his 2014 salary in 2015 and 2016 in terms of giving him a pay raise of some sorts. Well, that, so they, it wouldn't, they had to it wouldn't do even that impact before his Monday, salary. They, they, like, they had to do that before Monday when it was back when his suspension was backdated too. They can't pay yeah. him anything for another year. His yeah, suspension right. was backdated to Sunday, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So they they had if if they got to a settlement, I suspect that they've already paid him for next year. Yeah. Um, he would have been paid that in advance before the settlement. Otherwise, I don't think he would have settled. How on earth do you keep him away from the club or the players? Is he not? Is he allowed to have personal relationships? He's, he's not allowed um, to be involved in official parole. capacity. Sorry. But he hasn't been warned off. He's, it, he's not allowed to yeah. not turn up at Windy Hill. He can turn up at Etihad Stadium. Yeah. And he was, to- and he said today, he told the press today that he wasn't staying away from the club, that he couldn't stay away from a club that he's been involved with since he was a kid. So, 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 so who, who he, thinks he just that, can't? He can't. He can't. Um, he can't be involved in an official capacity. He yeah. won't be a training. He won't be sitting in the. He won't be sitting in the box and, no. and, and, and giving out orders. But but he can go to games. There's, there's a coach in. There's a coach that's only filling in. No way that another coach is going to come in and wing it as to. Okay, this is what I think James would have done. It, they'll be consulting every step of the way. This is where I'd like you to take the list for those four months. I mean, yeah, I just I, I just find that a little bit. But laughable. then again, this is what. Uh... Essendon's coaching situation was laughable to most people anyway because I always thought Thompson was a coach. Well, he will be the coach again, but but their their ability to actually, if they unless they've warned him off certain venues, there's there's no real way. I mean, they can't stop him exchanging emails with the coach. They can't. He might happen to wander into a recruiting meeting in the week in trade week and and have input. And it's oh, you know no official I, I, capacity. I, 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 I don't think he'll be sending any emails next year. <laughs> yeah, emails, no text messages. No. <laughs> he, he's going to buy a burner phone. That's what he'll be doing. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. He'll have 10 different phone it'll numbers. Be, it'll be coded. He'll be um, Saul Goodman all over again. <laughs> it'll be all coded and stuff. The crow lands at midnight. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought it was interesting yeah. that his wife went to uh, the commission hearing with him yesterday. She's a lawyer, apparently, isn't she? Yeah. yeah, she's a um, commercial property lawyer, I think. Would have been great help uh, in contract law. but um, That's exactly right, yeah. Would have been fantastic. Now, I, some form of commercial law, anyway. I have a question, Pros. Yep. It's late August. It's 2014. Essendon are going to play finals mm. football. And August the 25th is fast approaching. And the interim coach has done a wonderful job. He has got the team playing for them. They are gunning, and all of a sudden, it's 25th of August, James Herb walks in the door and says, boys, I'm back. What are we going to do? Can't wait to coach on Saturday. Come Is back first of October. legitimately, honestly, going to coach the finals in 2014 if Essendon make it? I hope not. Yeah, well, I, can't, I mean, that's bizarre. It's, I mean, it's, why why would you have someone if they're going to co- if they're in a position that they're going to play finals, why would you bring in a coach who, you know, who might have a similar philosophy but who hasn't actually been with that team all year? So then I, why, I would the, don't, why would the I, AFL leave the door open? Well, this is it because why it's a twelve March. They're not going to. They're I, not going to. I can. I don't see him coaching either, year as a practical It's matter. irrelevant. Uh, this honest, is ego. This is purely ego. I don't think so. I think he gets a 12-month suspension and it's up to the club whether he coaches or not at the end of yeah. that 12 months. I think common sense will dictate that he stay. If, that, if Essendon finish on the wooden spoon next year... And... I'm sorry, did you, did you say that common sense dictates? This is a man who's now on his second disrepute <laughs> charge and they've just extended his contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Where's the common sense? I guess I have faith in humanity. <laughs> and uh... <laughs> this is, If Essendon is going to be successful, then James wants to be in it and he wants to be credited for it. All right. I think it's time to uh, inject a little bit of, perhaps, lightness into the program. Guys, what were your highlights... I'm I'm taking offence to that. What were your highlights (laughs) from the weekend? (laughs) Who? Can I go first? Yes, mate, you can. Oh, well, I had a a wonderful time Saturday night. Um, You know, the season is shot. Everyone knew we were going to lose our points. And there was Carlton, you know, having a win just to keep alive that chance for a legitimate top eight place and, you know, not riding on the coattails of Essendon being flicked off. 
But no, they choked. Nine goals, 22. It was an absolute orgasmic display to watch. So thank you, Carlton. You just made my season that much better. It, it's, it's funny because my highlight from this week has um, been the fact that even though we lost, we're still in the eight. And, um, <laughs> yeah, but now you've you got know, an asterisk and, next to your and, name. Well, no, but it is, we a, it is a legitimate ad. top eight position because it, once you remove the illegitimate... Yeah. So yeah, exactly. We've, we've got okay. there on our fair merits. We've done the right thing, you know, and it's not our fault that certain teams above us have, uh, shall we say, not been able to respect AFL Rule 1.6. And, uh, you know... <laughs> respect, as, respect the 1.6. As a result, um, you know, I think this is the greatest moment for a Carlton supporter since the 99 prelim, to be honest. Not only... Not only <laughs> see, uh, not only, see, this is, not this only is Carlton are we make, it. They can't... You know, they, they're not satisfied with their successes. Not only are we going to make the eight, but we're going to make the eight at Essendon's expense. And I think that's glorious. Not and you know, only what that, can only not... top that would be if Carlton can then knock Richmond out of the finals from essentially ninth position. That, 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 and that would be, be ironic. I th- I, yeah. and, and that is the second part of my highlight, in that the only <laughs> time ninth place is awarded a finals position... Richmond, it's not Richmond, who have <laughs> finished ninth on any number of occasions to the point that it's a perennial joke, will have already been it. <laughs> you know, will not be ninth. I think Richmond people must be going, damn those Carlton people. But except, I, I think we're overlooking the fact that on exposed form, Carlton are absolutely terrible. They were dreadful oh. on Saturday night. That was you should. That was embarrassing. Again, I, messenger, I, I don't think it matters to us though. I mean, yes, we were terrible, but I don't think it matters. If we make, if we get into the finals and Essendon get dumped out, well, Essendon are dumped out, but if we get into the finals as a result, I don't think we care. Yeah. I, I don't think we care what we do from there. Like, if we get in, right. that's great, but we're not expecting to... We, we, so it's uh, just like how 1999, you couldn't give a shit that you lost a grand final, but yeah, it was long as you bet Essendon in our grand final was the preliminary final in 99, and we didn't care about the final, uh, we didn't care about the grand final at all. That's, Saving high that's... standards down in Carlton. That is that is fantastic stuff. That's an example to the kids. Uh, <laughs> you see, kids, as long as you take well, up the people you look, hate the most. Hawthorne people wouldn't understand what, what with their What do you wife. sound like Barney the Dinosaur? What the hell is going on there? <laughs> <laughs> you see, kids? So, Messenger, see, you Hawthorne people, it's not something you guys would understand with your rivalries and stuff, you know, starting yesterday or whenever it was you started playing Geelong in finals. And it's... 1963. It's old. It's old. Um, it's 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 long rivalries, messages. It's old time rivals. Things that people remember. Genuine hatred between clubs, and that's why we're going to gleefully, gleefully, I tell you, accept <laughs> any finals position that comes at the expense of Essendon. In other words, the best moments of your rivalries are still in black and white. The best moments of the best moments of my life are in black and white. <laughs> It's hard to believe you're younger than me. Anyway, Messenger, what were your highlights from the weekend? <laughs> well, well, apart from that cracking Gold Coast and Kilda game, look, <laughs> North, it, was a, it was a good game on Saturday afternoon, North Melbourne Hawthorne. Having watched, having seen North Melbourne in close up a few times this season, I actually think it's a shame they're not likely to play finals. I think they'd give a far better account of themselves from from the 8th asterisk spot than, um, than Carlton would. I think they'd probably beat Richmond. They're, they're, they're all right, North. Apart from the whole defence thing, they're all right. And uh, ODN, you have a highlight from the weekend? Yeah. Um, was I'll it, just, I'll was, just was, was single it one out the, a particular player. Um, was it one of the 22 points we kicked? Yeah, they were all they were all magic. Uh, just just another half dozen, we would have been there. Um, um, Cade Simpson was absolutely head and shoulders above anybody else on the team. He was absolutely fantastic, um, and and best of all, um, he got credit on the main board. Now Carlton Carlton players don't get credit on the main board of Big Footy very much. Oh. Um, Here we go. Well, we we, we don't, but but neutrals, but opposition fans were actually talking about, were talking them up. And um, that's not something that usually happens for Cade, so good on them. I I do like Cade Simpson. SM, your highlights from the weekend? Yeah, look, I mean, the less said about the Geelong Swans game, the better, I guess. Uh, That's one to put behind us pretty quickly. 
Um, but Messenger's kind of stolen mine, and I reckon North almost getting up against the Hawks would have been a highlight in itself, but at the same time, watching them fall yet again at the final hurdle is always a hilarity. It is, it is kind of hilarious this year, isn't it? They broke a record because I think that was their 10th loss under three goals. Yeah, something season. ridiculous. Ridiculous. 10th. It's just outrageous. I mean, And they were 26 points up at one stage and lost by 14. While we're on a roll, guys, things we're looking uh, for. SM, sorry, before we go, before Wookie starts talking again, SM, Geelong, scary good? Uh, look, I think there was part of that was Geelong playing pretty well, but we were absolutely shocking. Um, I, I had a bit of, rant, of a rant about this the other night on the Swans podcast, but it was just an absolutely terrible game from the Swans. We've taken to just bombing it into the 50 in the hope that Tippett will be there to take the mark, even if he's actually not on the field. So, I mean, if we could actually look up and check if he was actually standing there first. I mean, if you look at the replay, there's a couple of times we just bang it towards the goal square and there's actually no players standing there. And it's just like, you know, what, what what's going through the player's mind when they think to kick it long there? Um, it was it was pretty dreadful from us. But, look, I mean, we, we played Geelong, Hawthorne and the Pies last year in three of our last four rounds and obviously went on to win the flag. So I'm not too pessimistic going into finals, even if we do lose, the, lose to the Hawks this week. It's just the injury thing to the Swans now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, pretty that's much. That's the thing. That's the, yeah. that's the worry. But I, do, I don't tell respected Geelong moderator SJ this, but I am quietly terrified of Geelong. I think they're bloody near 70s, actually. They are they're very, yeah, very they're, good. they're probably the one team I don't want us to, to face in finals. I mean, obviously, Hawks are still really quite scary to us as well but given the way that we beat them last year they're not quite as scary as Geelong so I think Geelong are really the one that I quite do want to avoid and you have to See, love... Geelong seem to be patchy in their form except they always without fail always seem to get up for a, a top four game like against a yeah. Hawthorne or Sydney uh, Fremantle or even Essendon earlier in the year I'm quite convinced yeah. few of them sold their soul to the devil a few years ago and now they're Doing that, I think that's what it is. You have to. I think. Them. I think they're just getting bored with success, and they try to spice it up a little bit by losing to the Brisbane's and of the world. <laughs> you, um. have to, you have to love Chris Scott's confidence when he's talking about uh, after last night, where Eddie on AFL three hundred and sixty was talking about where they'd have to play, and uh, how Frio would have to come over and all sorts of, th- and you know, and they'd have to play at Eddie had and. You know, Geelong might not like that, but too bad. You know, um, and Chris Scott today basically saying, "Doesn't matter where we play, we'll play in Brisbane, we'll play in Perth, we'll play. You know, we're happy yeah, to play right, at Eddie yeah. Had." You know, like, yeah, it's exactly it's right. A, it's yeah. that confidence, unlike, unlike his brother who hates playing at Eddie Had, uh, <laughs> especially yeah, if the roof's open. Yeah, yeah not the roof. And, and it's yeah. you know, there's like water coming down or something. You know, God, they must have hated running around with sprinklers in the backyard and stuff. But. Um, <laughs> Oh, just his confidence. They are, they are, they you know. I think they're going to take the flag. So, yes, it's a uh, mild terror. Just my just on the uh, playing anywhere thing. Um, Frio, if they if they get through to the second round, well, they're going to get through the second round. But if they get a home final in the second round, um, they won't be able to play Saturday night at uh, Patterson's because there's a rugby union test there, which is apparently the fault of the state government who booked it. Not the fault of the waffle. Well, it was better last year. It was the, the AFL's fault that they didn't have um, ANZ Stadium available on on a Friday night. Well, that's that's not so much the ANZ, uh, AFL's fault as it was ANZ Stadium's fault because there's a con- the contract arrangement. There. I'm not sure what changed with that contract either to enable the AFL to get it this year. But um, there was a contract arrangement. The AFL, perhaps. No, uh, there's a contract arrangement at ANZ that gives the NRL priority if they want it. So there must is there not also a contract arrangement that says that the AFL have to play their Swans finals at there as well? Yep, there is. And apparently in that in that case, uh, then the AFL can move it to the SCG. But the NRL gets priority over ANZ. There must right. have been some change to that deal because the AFL managed to get it and tell the NRL to fuck off on uh, the Friday night. So Yeah, but um, I think from memory there was a Monday night game It was... Storm versus um, might have been even Manly or something like that. That I don't know. Have they changed around? Have they changed that to the Friday night for the NRL or does no one know? I don't. Uh, know. Not too sure. No. But we do because I mean because I mean um, it might have just suited the NRL better if they moved a different game on because obviously 
they look at it in advance and from what I was reading on League Unlimited on the time that that was announced, <laughs> it wasn't exactly the most um, anticipated game anyway. So, But either that, if Fremantle's game is scheduled for that Saturday, um, and they may have to play it in Melbourne because there's nowhere else in Perth big enough to take the game. Well, so they couldn't play the Friday night at Patterson's? Well, not without screwing somebody else over and giving them a five or six day break. Well, they happened last year, didn't it? Yeah, but I think the AFL's pretty determined for it not to happen again, and this time it's not the AFL's fault. So, uh, it's uh, the, the Waffle owned the licence, and uh, the Waffle's screwed over the AFL, so. I don't know. Hopefully, it, hopefully it doesn't happen, anyway. and hopefully they get to a fair... Uh... Oh, they'll, they'll, I'm sure so, they'll so, work something out. So basically, if the Dockers beat the Cats, this is a non-issue, right? It's only if the Dockers lose to the Cats and have to play a semi-final at uh, Patterson's. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's an easy way to avoid that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dockers win, they play the Friday night. But um. Well, what are the permutations now? Are we do we need to take an ad break to hear from our valued sponsors, or do we are we going to talk about the finals? No, no, no. I think we'll we'll have a very short break. And then we'll come back. And it's 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 time to talk uh, finals permutations, and there's a, we may as well talk about round 23 while we're at it because uh, it all factors in, and uh, there's some big games coming up. So let me let me get this straight. If Carlton win, eight spots sealed. Doesn't matter how much they win by, they're in. Yeah, yeah. Um, if Brisbane can get if Carlton lose and Brisbane get over Geelong at uh, Skilled Stadium, and I don't think anyone realistically expects that. Um, oh, famous last words. But and we're talking about the same Carlton here that lost to Gold Coast last year when all they needed to do was win to make the finals. So we've got some history here in losing games uh, that uh, <laughs> we don't like to talk about it. And you know, ODN has cursed us with a curse. So um, it's it's yeah, it's one of those. Uh, it's still on, isn't it? That's right. You know, we've, uh, you know, if we lose this, then uh, no one will be surprised, to be honest. Um, how? So hang on. So if Port win, let's talk about if the Port if Port win. If Port win, then Carlton need everyone else to lose to keep their position. <laughs> uh, except if Geelong. Uh, sorry, we need Jeez. Brisbane Brisbane to lose, North Melbourne to lose, and. Adelaide not to make up the sixty point difference between right. our result and their result. So, yeah. oh, West Coast, West Coast have got a hundred and forty point difference. So, yeah. we're not even gonna so there's, that. there's yeah. a few results, and none of them are unrealistic. Like they all got a possibility of happening. So, if we look at uh, round twenty three, and it tells us that there's a few. Well, there's actually quite a few big games actually in round twenty three. Not least, I noticed Hawthorne's playing Friday night again. Of course, um, you know, boring. Oh, just I'm fed up. Not, with, too, not too bad a game. Fed it's up a with, good game. Fed up with seeing the actually Wolves be on a Friday night. Down, like the Saturday night crap we had to put up with the other night. St <laughs> so Kilda Fremantle, who gives a crap? Indeed. Uh, Geelong and the Bull, uh, Geelong and the Brisbane Lions at Shield Stadium. Massacre. Geelong win, and let's face it, we expect them to because Geelong aren't going to start throwing games away now. Um... Brisbane win, then uh, Carlton have to win to uh, make finals. Brisbane win, then they're a damn good chance to make it themselves. Port Adelaide and Carlton is, for want of a better word, the big game <laughs> on, on Saturday <laughs> afternoon. Uh, Port win, it's all, all over Red Rover, unless every other team loses, as ODN said earlier. Carlton, if they if they can win, and they've got a reasonably good record against Port uh, in recent times. 
Um, Horde can't Horde can't go any. They're already in the finals. They can't they can't go up a position. Um, you know they want to maintain form, but if it gets willing, <clears throat> you'd think that the team with most on the line, <clears throat> unlike uh, unlike Saturday night where we. Yeah, yeah I must admit I did have a I did have a general browse the Carlton forum before the game, and pretty much the argument was that you know Essendon had nothing to play for. And well, I don't think any of us also expected six players to be out for that game either, Pros. Um, That's true. Like uh, the, the outs were a bit of a shock. Well, oh, and they're, they're all first eighteen outs for us too, mate. So and we haven't yeah, but your first eighteen ain't much chop anyway. So oh, <laughs> and, and your first eighteen are too much chop if you get my drift. But um, yeah. hello, hello, hello. Man, yeah. the right stuff. Don't yeah, start on me, well. sunshine. It's all whatever it takes. Take it up. Now remember, Wookie. Whatever it takes. It's willing. Now, Wookie, we haven't even talked about Robert Warnock yet. Oh. The lamppost. Captain 37 hitouts and seven disposals can kiss my rear end. Um, I hope. Ooh, we... that sounds very nice. I hope, um, I hope we trade him. So, so Carlton are the most likely team to finish eighth. I would think so. Yes. And well, who are the next most likely team to finish? North, eighth? I would say. North. North, North have got yeah. North have got Collingwood. They need Carlton to lose, well, and, they, and they have to win. Well, that depends. North and North and Adelaide are pretty close because North have still got Collingwood, and Collingwood are in good form. Although Collingwood would probably prefer to finish sixth and play Port in the finals rather than finish fifth and play potentially North or Carlton, I think. If Collingwood finish fifth, they're going to end up playing Carlton. Exactly. They well, Carl- oh, that's sorry. Yeah, exactly. So if they finish fifth, they'll play Carlton. Exactly right. Um, or Adelaide. Um, but I just think that they might... Six, six players is kind of desirable because Port Adelaide, a young Port Adelaide side... Uh, over in Melbourne for the first final, for elimination final, you'd probably want that more than you'd want to play another Melbourne side, I'd say. So there's not a lot of incentive in there for Collingwood to win, except to not flirt with their form. And you'd think they maybe could rest a couple of players. Mm. Um, I, think, I think North are a massive chance. It would be a very North-like thing to sneak into the eight. And, um, and frankly, if I were Richmond, I'd much rather play Carlton than I would North. Yeah, Despite Carlton having won 11 of our last 12 games against Richmond. Despite that. Hmm. I think North are a substantially better team than Carlton right now in on form. Hmm. Yeah, I see any potential Richmond-Carlton game in the finals being akin to Carlton Essendon of 2011, whereby Essendon supporters, and I mean even Carlton supporters, all thought there was going to be a close game. But No, we didn't. Yes, a lot of years did. No, no, because we, um, we know how the second half of the season games have gone every year for the last 10 years. We've beaten you by at least 60 points. Yeah, yeah, but that was our first time in finals, and we were in a bit of a momentum in that one, because we won, we won six of our last nine games, something like that. So We laughed. In 2011, it was actually a bit of an um, outlier in that we you know, came into finals with a bit of form. But um, I, I just see it as in if Carlton and Richmond play, then Richmond, you know, they'll, they'll get up convincingly. Even though we beat them three weeks ago, yeah. So they, so they had they had you on toast though. I, I don't think but in the first quarter, yes. But for the, yeah, ne- but for I the don't, next three, I, no. I don't think they'd let you back into the game though. Judd might be back for that game. Yeah, all sorts of players will be back for that game. I suspect if we make a final. Um. So yeah, West Coast got Adelaide in Perth. Yeah. Have you just glossed over that the, there's a lot riding on the Essendon and Richmond game Saturday night? We glossed over that one. Essendon and Richmond? Yeah. Can Richmond, Rich, can Richmond win, lose? they'll finish fifth. Uh, could Richmond and, and if, if Essendon win or lose, what will they finish? Well, Essendon will finish. Somewhere fifth. between eighth and tenth. <laughs> oh, sorry. Naughty, naughty. Um, can Richmond slip down? They can slip like I should really look at a ladder. Well, it, Richmond, no, no, Richmond, they can't. Richmond, it's either fifth or... Collingwood and Richmond are locked into fifth and sixth yeah, position. Richmond they're two games a, clear of Port or something And they've like got that. a shitload. No, they're one... Well, if Port win and Richmond and Collingwood lose, they'll still be a game clear, so... Yeah. It doesn't really matter. The Port can't finish any higher than they are. Richmond and Collingwood... Uh, Richmond have got percentage on Collingwood by about 5%, so... Yeah. Not, not really going to be a lot of changes there. Now, listen, West, just, yeah. West Coast has actually thrown in the towel for the year. Oh, they threw in the towel about 10 weeks ago, didn't they? Well, well, yeah, but that wasn't deliberately. But, they, you know, half the teams, um, 
retired and they, they, they're very ordinary at the moment. Um, so I, I can see Adelaide easily making up that 10 goal deficit to Carlton as well. So I won't discount maybe North Melbourne and Adelaide are on a fairly sort of even footing considering Adelaide's got a game that they probably will win. So this 60 points, that's um, based on the outcome of both games, or is that just... Oh, both, both, both. Yeah. So, uh, so 30, you know, a 30-point a thirty goal, yeah. a thirty point win to Adelaide and a 30-point loss to Carlton would see them... Yep, exactly. not unreasonable. Yeah. That could happen. Yep. Yeah, that could definitely happen. That could def- and that would, be, that would be quite something to actually get into the finals from 12th. Hmm. Interesting. Or 11th asterisk. <laughs> so I, must, I, I do find it funny though the confidence Carlton have in beating Port Adelaide and I guess even the wider community as well they're not travelling yeah, well though Port are they Port are they I mean they had a bad game on the weekend but apart from that oh, look, they, I, don't, I, don't I mean Carlton. Carlton haven't exactly been any better I mean they had one they've had one decent win in the last, in the last however long I agree last month. Yeah. No, no, we're not. And I don't have a lot of confidence. Uh, we will get a, a couple of good players back. Um, and, you know, we, we, I don't know we've, we've added a little bit of steel to our side in recent times. Carlton um, won three of the last four games they played at Amy Stadium. Yeah, we got against, done. We against got Port Adelaide. last year. We beat, yeah. we beat them by 10 goals at Amy Stadium last year. Uh, year before, yeah. sorry. No, they beat us by 50 points last yeah. year. Yeah. We beat them earlier this year by... 30, well, 20 points or so. Yeah, yeah I, I, I honestly don't see Port Adelaide winning, um, losing. No, I, it's I think... It's just they don't have the incentive to win. There's nothing there's nothing on the line for them. Well, they can't, well, they can't move. The, la- the last game at Amy might provide them with some incentive. Wearing the, yeah, her- wearing the heritage jumper. Yeah. Yep. Oh, or, just, or just the fact to win another game and go into the yep, finals with some confidence the, probably well, gives them enough I'm, reason to I'm, as well. Collingwood just, are allowing them to wear the prison bars, if you believe, Eddie. So, uh, it's nice of them. But uh, statistically, I think it's a fairly even game between the two sides. Um, yeah. So it could go either way. Now, SM, we should talk about the, the pointy end of the ladder. Sydney, tomorrow, they can't move from fourth. They're, they're stuck there, aren't they? Yep, can't move from fourth. So the game's pretty much meaningless to both teams, I think. No, I think you'd, have to, you'd have to... Ken, well, you'd, you'd have to... You'd have to poleaxe us pretty badly and have Fremantle lose to St Kilda. And you yeah. can get can, third. Can Hawks, can Hawks lose the minor premiership from here? Yes. Yeah, they can. They're okay. behind on right. the percentage, okay. so. The, 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 the sneaky thing about Hawthorne is we have been very quietly shedding percentage for about a month. And we're, I think we've lost about six or seven points. So we're actually... That's because you haven't been um, dominating teams. No, we've been... So we're actually behind percentage on Geelong. So if we lost on Friday night and Geelong beat Brisbane, we'll finish second. But we can't fall lower than second. So we could host Fremantle in week one or, or we'll either host either Fremantle or yourself in week one. Okay. I think most likely scenario is obviously going to be that Hawks play the Swans again in round one, I would think. I don't know. I don't know. I don't get a sense of what Hawthorne might do, whether they are, I am concerned that we have to play on the cow paddock in the, the week yeah. before the finals. It's an awful, awful ground. And yeah. um, whether they rest a few, I mean, the subtext of that, I guess the other thing from Hawthorne's point of view too is that they've got Jared Ruffhead four goals ahead in the Coleman and whether that becomes something that they think about in the... In the uh, in that in that final week, um, they've also got Buddy only ten goals away behind in the Commons, so who knows? But um, yeah, I, I, they could well rest a few people, Hawthorne, and 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 send up not quite a shadow squad, a la Fremantle twenty ten. Yeah, but, um, they could I, send up a, a weaker squad. I was going to make that illusion because I think I could be wrong, but I think that was the last time this sort of situations happened where the sides played each other two weeks in a row. I think was was Freo Hawks the last time that happened? Uh, uh, Richmond, uh, Essendon-Richmond 2001, wasn't it? Yeah, Hawth- I don't know if it was consecutive weeks. It no, might it have wasn't. Been... Oh, wasn't it? 
I think Fremantle was the second last they played. Right. I think it was okay. round 21 at, in, at Launceston. Then they played at home in round 22, but they took over a shadow squad. They got, I think we yeah. won by about 15, 16 goals, but we were cooked when we got over there for the elimination final. Was it elimination final? I think so. Yeah, we, we were cooked. And, uh, and we, we sent over a few guys who were badly hobbled and, and we got poleaxed. ODN, was it 96 that we played West Coast last round and then had to play in the first round of the finals? Oh, West Coast last round. Um, it was 96 or 97 that we had to play him and then we had to play him again and then we had to go back. Well, we did, we did make it in 97, so it would have been yeah, 96. 96. Then. And then we had to go to Brisbane. Three weeks of travel, three weeks in a row. It was awesome. Now, I mean, I'm hearing a few rumours that the Swans are going to play a pretty weak squad as well on Friday night. Um, just from the sounds of things, I think I think Biggs is actually rumoured to be in line for a debut. So it sounds like we're not taking the match too seriously either. Is Adam Goods going to play? Uh, no, no, he's pretty much cooked for the year, I would think. Really, they're going to rule the line through him. I think I or well, I think he's pretty much you know if if he's right to go even as a sub for the hypothetically for the grand final, he'd play. But I think it's pretty much a week by week proposition at the moment. Because I understand you've got a few guys who trained with the Sydney reserves yeah, team. Jada, they... Jada play, uh, trained with the a Sydney side, I think, yeah. um, and might be in line to come back in, but from the sound of things, might not make it back either. Yeah. Well, I, Hawthorne have probably had a few guys who've had a lot of time put in. Like, you know, they've had guys who've played a lot of consecutive games. So whether they give Brian Lake a rest, whether Sam Mitchell stays home... Um, maybe a couple of others as well, but um, and Hodge is still nursing that thumb thing, so there may be a few guys that Hawthorne leave behind as well. But um, yeah, do you? I mean, would you prefer to play Hawthorne or Geelong in the first week of the finals? Um, honestly, probably the Hawks, just because, yeah. like I said, I don't want to play Cats um, until we absolutely have to. Mm. But yeah, look, I mean, both teams are pretty. Pretty scary to us at the moment. Oh, look, all, all roads lead through Geelong for this, I think. They all, yeah. That would be my feeling. And, the doc- and look, the Dockers, they're, they're rightfully third. They're, they're a good team. And um, it's a question of how. And they've travelled better than I think they have for most years. I'd be correct in saying. Does that sound right, Wookie? Fremantle travelling? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Thanks for that. That's excellent. I thought you just knew everything. No, nothing. I mean, I, I, I agree that Freo have been travelling pretty well this year and they've been playing pretty well, but I, I just get, I still just get the gut feeling that they're the weakest of the four. I mean, yeah, they drew with the Swans, but and, and we're not playing too well ourselves at the moment, but I just get this feeling that if we played them, we'd still be maybe not comfortable winners, but I, I'd still back us in against them. Yeah. I, I don't know, maybe that's just my feeling. I don't know, I didn't think they were... They were any chance at all when they came over to play Geelong last year. Any yeah, at all. I would have thought they were going to get flogged, but um, they won it. And it's all based on defence, though. And I think in Hawthorne's last meetings with Freeman, the last couple of years, we've been, we've opened them up pretty easily. So, mind you, we haven't played them in about oh, about four or five months now. So, the last time we played them was about round four. So, yeah. That's, I mean, the point, I mean, history says that the, the Premier comes from the top four. And you won it from second last year? Uh, no, third. we were third last year, yeah. Yeah, you yeah they travelled to Adelaide in the first week. We, we're, I think we're the yes. only team to win it from, from outside the top two. Are we, I think we did that in 05 and in 2012. It's the only team recently, I think, to do that. Since the final system changed. I, I think Adelaide came so, yeah. from sixth, didn't they? Way back? Sixth or fifth, I think, yeah. Yeah, in the in the old system, in the old Mac, the first McIntyre system. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Yeah. Final comments, please, before we wrap this up. Uh, I was just going to let you know that um, Fremantle have won five, lost three, and drawn one away from Perth this year. So it's it's okay. It's a fair mm. Losses off the top of my head would be the Geelong, Richmond, and Hawthorne, maybe at Tassie. Yes. Yeah, those yeah. were three losses. And the draw was in Sydney. Yeah, yeah that's right. <clears throat> so not terrible. Not terrible. Not terrible. All right. 
anything else before we go? Um, basically, I want to say my hopeful highlight from the weekend surprisingly comes from the Saints Freo game, where I'm hoping that as Cozzy is chaired off the field after his last game, he trips, falls, and knocks one of his teammates out. Just one last time, <laughs> knocks a teammate out. It's pretty much a given, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Also, Jason Blake retiring as well. Yeah, yeah. So, maybe he so knocks him out. Three amigos, and Lenny Hayes is playing on. Yeah. Cozzy's going to coat hanger himself on the banner. Uh, All right, guys. Well, thank you very much all for coming on. Thank you, SM, for coming on at the last minute. No worries. And uh, thanks, uh, Messenger. Thank you. And thank you, uh, um, um, other people, ODN. (laughs) Uh, I'll answer to other people. (laughs) (laughs) And and, uh, it's coming to me... Oh, I can't remember who you are. Why well, is my S- name S- being redacted? S- 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 yeah. Prosecutor, that's who it is. Wood Miller. I've got to stop doing this with my eyes shut and actually look at the Skype screen next time. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Have a good weekend. We'll see you all on the forums.